Sorry. Episode twenty-eight. I just we're live. Live live. Live. Love. We're living and alive. Mind the gap is the name of this uh, episode. For obvious reasons, it's been like three and a half, four months since we yeah. <laughs> we recorded. Whoops. And that's uh, a big whoops on my part. Things happen when you have a child. Yeah. So which which that's worthy of a lengthy break. Gets oh you yeah. Acclimated or assimilated. I, I and it was weird when I went back and I was like writing up, you know, some of the notes here. I, I kept telling myself, I think we already had like a we we recorded an episode after Fletcher was born, and then I was like, oh no, we actually didn't. It has been that long, and I kept. I know we kept talking about it, and talking about it, and trying to schedule it, and I, for whatever reason, was like thinking to my head, "Oh, we're fine. We're only like it's only been like a month and a half since our last episode." No, yeah, that was weeks. the quickest like sixteen weeks. I think that. Yep. I'm uh I'm getting ready to go back to work on Monday. Yeah, um, which so, is impressive. Yeah, that's such a. Hopefully, that's the status quo with dads on their paternity leave. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had the option to probably like take less time if I, you know, I could have like only taken like eight weeks, but I don't know if, if, if the company's going to offer it, I might as well exhaust it, you Dude. know, like you don't get that time back. Nope. And you know, there's, well, there was a lot of days where I just kind of like sat around and stared at my kid <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there, which, you know, is awesome. Um, it is going to feel good to like kind of get back in the swing of things with a little more structure and daily, like, you know, learning how to be a parent while also working full time. That type of thing. So. Yeah, everything's new now. Yeah. I mean, and you only get to have your first baby once. Yeah, totally. You're this all, everything, every moment of every day is probably such a different experience for you. And yeah. You got to take it, man. That's, I have lots of regret not taking more. I mean, I think for Hayden, it took two weeks, which is yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know? It's insane. Well, and, you know, it's, it's nice that, like, now, from like a, I guess it varies from like state to state, but like the FMLA stuff is, yep. it's pretty awesome that like fathers are able to do that, not just mothers, you know, like. Oh, dude, it's so necessary. You know, moms obviously need it, but like the fact that like they're, you know, offering that opportunity to fathers as well is pretty, pretty neat in my opinion. Oh, it's, um, a, it's, it's the way. It and something be. that should have been probably done years ago. Um, cause yeah. you know, in talking with a lot of people like, Oh, I had my kid and I was back to work the next day. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to feel like it right now <laughs> because I've taken this much time off from work, but like, it shouldn't have been that way for you. You no, know, like, no, you know, like, or anybody, Hey, no. congratulations that you were able to pull that off. But like, yeah, there's, 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 there's moments in life that need to be cherished and like the weeks following that. So yeah, I'm. I'm at least glad that you got to take two weeks off. For I got paid. something. You got something, you know? yeah. And and we were able to, lucky enough to where when Isaiah was born, um, you know, that's when Kendria started her part-time yeah. portion. Yeah. So she was never going to go back to full-time. She just yeah. missed too much of Hayden in her first two years, and yeah. that was never going to happen again. And and it's amazing what you can make do with mm-hmm. when you just like, no, this is the way we're going to live our life. You just adjust and things things change here and there, but everything's give and take. Totally, man. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, congratulations, man. Thanks, man. So nice to have to have two dads on the podcast. Now, I know, man. right? Yeah. We uh 
the, we're in full effect when it comes to dad mode now. Yeah, total dad we, mode. Yeah, well. <laughs> Freaking the group chat. We just got pictures of barbecues on it and stuff, dude. <laughs> so fun. Even though I did get a new grill. Yeah, yeah. I recently got a new grill. It's been pretty awesome. We, you were over this last weekend. And yeah, we it was had, amazing. We had a bunch of threw a bunch of meat on the grill. Some tri tip, and then a culotte, which is technically well, the way I tried to prepare it was like semi like picanha. So. Oh, which is a sirloin cap, essentially the whole sirloin cap. Instead of it being sliced into steaks, it's, you know, yeah, one big hunk of meat. Which we could talk about this more offline, but at work, because um, I also started a new job. I don't know. It's been yeah, so long dude, since you, I, I don't think we've talked about it. You yeah, started start a new, new job. job. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can name drop or not. It's, it's an aluminum place. So <laughs> here, you're in town. So if you're a Spokane listener, you can probably narrow it yeah, down. You can figure that one out. Uh, one of my coworkers was talking about getting a um, black Angus cow or, or or beef and going in on the whole thing. So oh, nice! If you're interested in that? Yeah, keep me posted on I that. I will I, for sure. Yeah, I would definitely have. I would definitely have an interest. That's a great way to stock the freezer for the yep. winter months. Exp- yep, and especially just the world's getting crazy out there, man. Yeah, I know everybody's feeling it. Yeah, you buy two bags of groceries and you have to take out a freaking loan on your house. <laughs> But I was happy to see that gas is now under 450 out at State Line Idaho. Yeah, it's, you can, I, I, every I, other, like it, it's like every other week it's dropping. It's yeah, dropping. Yeah, another 10 cents. I'm 10 like, cents. As soon as it gets under $4, maybe I'll start to consider that like real like seriousness about buying a truck. Yeah. Um, but until then, yeah. I kind of have to just sit on my laurels. And I know I've been talking now. Anybody that knows me, I've been talking about buying a truck. What kind of truck you want? I mean, if I had my way, it'd be like a GMC yeah. or, I don't know, maybe a Tundra. Oh, yeah. I stay away from the four-letter F words if I can. Mm-hmm. So um, The f***ed over rebuilt Dodge. <laughs> That's what my stepbrother says in Boise. Yeah. 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 Fix or repair daily. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but I do, I do like those new Nissan Titans that have the Cummins, mm. the Cummins diesel in it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Like those are those are pretty slick. I like those a lot. Um, you want but full if, size? Yeah, full size. But I, I, I don't know. I'd probably like a GMC or maybe like a Chevy Silverado, Tundra or like a Titan. Those are kind of probably like what I. What you're leaning towards? That's be. cool. Which you know, that's a lot of. Those are four different options. So I guess I'm keeping it open. But and I hear that the used car market or the car market in general should start getting a little bit less like. Because never in history have you been able to buy a car, then the pandemic hit, and now your used vehicle that you use every single day is worth more than when you bought yeah, it. Ne- yeah. It's never the case. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like when we bought, um, we bought our, I think we bought our trailer this summer that the pan, yeah, we bought our trailer. 2020. This, yeah. The, we, we bought it in 2020. Um, summer of the pandemic of the, uh, the first summer of the pandemic um so like four months after it hit and they were having a hard time keeping stuff on the lot and we're glad that we got it when we did because if we had waited like a month later we probably wouldn't Just have be, found anything yeah. like it would have been tough um but the gentleman that sold it to us uh happens to be one of my good friend's fathers and he I, every time i run into him he's like you know you could sell that thing for more than you bought it for now right? yeah and I'm it's like, enticing yeah, it is. Um, but then we don't have a trailer, and you yep. know, you're trying to get into something else. And so, yeah, I think I think we need the truck first before we upgrade trailers. 
Oh, there so, you go. Um, we'll probably hold off on that, but yeah. So new job. That's awesome. Yep. Has it been pretty, pretty straightforward? I, yeah, you feel, I really you feel like, like you're it. like settling in well. Yep. I like my boss. I like my boss's boss. Um, I like what we do. I like the idea that massive, uh, big name companies purchase the materials from them. Cool. It's yeah. It's just cool to. Whereas my last job, it was kind of like, um, you know, you had to partner with another company to make any yeah. product move. Yeah. And this is, it's like, you know, I think one of their machines is, and I need to straighten this out so I can say it correctly, but one of the machines that they have there, one of the stretchers is like the only one in, in North America or maybe even um, North and South plus most of, wow. you know, the other side of the, Crazy. Of the Atlantic. So, you know, they have a corner on, on some, yeah, things. that's sweet. So, um, and it's just, I like, I like being back in like real manufacturing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where you're just, you're coordinating you're, you, I mean, remember how it was at the creamery? It yeah. Was like you show up, everybody's got a role, mm-hmm. make sure everybody's where they need to be and mm-hmm. then, you know, get the day done yeah. you know? and then you hang your hard hat up and you go home. Yeah. And in my schedule is I work six months out of the year tops. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet I mean, yeah that's I think rad. teachers might have that beat maybe yeah. yeah you know yeah and i'm not operating i don't i don't have any risk of doing anything wrong other than just like dropping the ball with communication so yeah i really like it yeah I'm really happy. which you're good you're you're good at communication so yeah yeah as long as you just as long as you just keep keep things organized you're yep. doing your job and you don't have the the risk involved too yeah that's yep. that's nice because i know that there's obviously you know that that is a that is a job site where there's some jobs that you have serious risk. Serious um, risk and liability and yeah. you could cause a lot of headaches. Yeah. So yeah. um yeah. it's been great and I feel very fortunate to have gotten this job, so, especially yeah. the way the economy's heading and everything. Yeah. 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 What else is new, man? I guess we uh I I should say we we just got back from a bachelor weekend in oh, Missoula. Yeah. Went to an awesome Super concert. Right, which BT dubs. If anybody ever needs something coordinated in harnessing the energy of 25 plus people, <laughs> Trevor's the one to keep you steered in the right direction. Uh, I'm going to play humble on this one. Um, I don't think I did a very good job. I just outlined what like, hey, this is what we tentatively will be doing. And I think we did mo- executed most of that. Yep. Um, there might have been a few things that we like. And let's throw a change up in there, maybe a curveball here or there. Yeah. But for the most part, it was a fun weekend. Probably too much fun for a lot of us. Oh, uh, yeah. I know it took a it took a day or two for me to get fully recovered from that one. Oh man. I mean, um, I I barely made it through the whole weekend. But, <laughs> but yeah. You got to remember too, like that was day four for me. Right. Sunday was, was like wild. yeah. Sunday was like day four for me, and I'd already been out there for two days fishing and hanging out with the you know Drew and Steve and Sean and. And uh, when you get those guys, the four of us, there's, we're going to have a good time and throw, throw some beers back and, you know, wear ourselves out. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm yeah. just glad that we had the energy to get through Friday and Saturday. Right, because um, that concert was amazing. Oh, dude. Insane. I'm so glad we went. That was first time I'd ever been there. I'm sure it was your first yep. time, too. Yep. But um, incredible venue. Kettle House Amphitheater. If you guys ever get the chance to go out to Montana and watch a live concert out there, highly recommend Kettle House Amphitheater. Yeah. Um, it's right on the Blackfoot River. It's kind of got this 
a little bit of like a mini gorge feel to it, yeah. I would say. Um, and when I say mini, it's like a third of the size of that. Yeah. Um, if not even maybe like less than that, but it is a brewery at the same time too, Kettle House Brewery. So it's a pretty cool just event spot overall. Like if you enjoy good beer, IPAs, good dark beer, um, and a setting that's pretty intimate and, you know, you get the chance to see one of your favorite bands out there or they happen to be coming there. Highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. Um, and Missoula is obviously like, you know, an awesome town to just hang out. And you know what I didn't realize is how many freaking hippies live in oh, Missoula yeah. or like the wood come out of the woodwork from that area. I had never seen so many like hippies in my life. No, it, yeah. It, it was pretty it wild. Totally felt West Coast. Yeah. Like you know. <laughs> it kind of made like when you see hippies at the gorge, you're like, that's like that's like corporate hippie like <laughs> this felt like very like hometown like very authentic hippie. Au- authentic hippie yeah but oh, super yeah. cool i mean yeah it didn't run into a, i mean we had 25 bros running around the whole weekend i don't think anybody got anywhere near into a confrontation with some the, of the locals yeah there. yeah we were all there to have a good time and it was everyone there's a lot of good good energy out there that weekend. oh yeah um, yeah, between Missoula, between Missoula and um, and the actual concert itself, yeah. which is about twenty minutes away. So yeah, we went to see Camp, which I had never heard a lick of before. We yeah, went. Camp and Future Birds. Yeah, and um, they both they both slayed. slayed it. It was incredible. Um, I was really impressed with the sound quality. Like, yeah. whoever their sound engineers are, like, keep doing what you're doing because that was one of the better like live performances i think i've seen in quite some time yeah i was i couldn't i didn't even move for most like 99 percent of the concert was like just watching and listening and it sounded so good yeah and they performed so well and in a you know you get two or three guitarists on the stage plus their supporting band it's like you know it's gonna sound awesome yeah and um i haven't stopped listening to camp since we got done with that week oh me neither it's so good yeah, them and Future Birds. I don't. I think Drew probably told you this, but he was out um, with a couple of the other guys, like walking around, just like checking out the brewery and venue and stuff. Yep. After we got in to the sh- or into the into the concert area, and I think it might have been after. I can't remember if it was before their set or after their set, but the lead singer of Future Birds was walking around, and he just happened to Andrew happened to pick him out of a crowd. Uh, of, of people and keep in mind there's like at least seven thousand people yeah there yeah right? very, so very easily and, and he just happened to see him and went up and was like hey and just introduced himself and then and i think andrew offered to buy him a beer and yeah. then sat and talked for like 20 25 minutes and he took he took him and i think it was maybe luke and a couple other guys backstage to check out like the backstage part of the venue and I was just like, what an awesome experience for the actual bachelor, yeah, you know, dude, like exactly. they, we're out there celebrating him and like the groom to be. And he happens to pick out the lead singer of Future Birds. And then that guy was nice enough to kick it with him for like almost a half an hour just yep. talking. And, you know, so that was pretty cool. Yep. Which, you know, as a performing artist, I'm sure that it can get, you know, tiring to just you know yeah constantly be on all the time yeah well and it'd be just e- easy to be like oh thanks man nice to meet you appreciate yeah. the support you know like the fact that he did that i mean that probably happens a lot he probably does that at least once or twice a night you yeah. know with some 
fan. Yep. You know, like. And he's got a meter for whether or not, like, he needs to put a lot of energy into a conversation or right. not. And it's yeah. just, it's awesome that it, that Drew got to do that. And, and, you know, and he bought that album, that beautiful vinyl record, yeah. and yeah. got him to sign it and stuff. Like, yeah, it was, which I guess Camp's dropping, like, a, a vinyl album themselves of that of that newest album and it's it's purple and yeah it, look, it just looks pretty yeah kind of just want to buy it just because yeah it's frame it it's rad um they were awesome the whole show just front to back was great oh dude it's such a good if you guys time. haven't listened to future birds or camp highly recommend yeah, highly recommend two a's yeah camp with two a's uh apparently it doesn't mean anything but i did read something at one point online that it stands for consuming abnormal amounts of makers and PBR, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny, but then I read somewhere else that that was like totally made up. It's and, an urban legend. Yeah, it's an urban legend. Yeah. But I thought that that was pretty clever. I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, a few extra words in there that might, you know, should have been like camp BR or something like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Camper or something. But whatever. Um, great times. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many more bachelor parties we have to do. That's um, the thing. That's like might be one of the last ones. We'll be cross very... our fingers, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, I know for at least a year. <laughs> for at least Jeez. for at least a while, because uh, I don't know if my liver can handle that. No, no. I mean, I couldn't even drink Saturday. Basically, I think I had like a total of three beers through the entire day. Yeah, yeah. I had to take I had to take a break for a little bit too. Yeah. So, well, shoot. Well, should we get into it? Let's yeah. Let's bang on, man. Yeah. I'm sure we're forgetting something, but we got. Oh yeah, we're, we're getting back in the swing. We'll, we'll get. get we got. There's been a lot that's happened in the last four months. We could talk forever about yeah. that, but this is a sports podcast, so we want to get into the meat and potatoes of it. We're going to uh, kick things off with our MMA segment, which will be followed by some NFL talk since the season is upon us. Yeah. And uh, round things out with uh, a little baseball because we haven't talked baseball. About my favorite team, the it, Seattle Mariners. Yeah, about Corbin's favorite team, the Seattle Mariners. My favorite team as well. But, uh, <laughs> We'll talk a lot about uh, just the league in general. Trade deadline is, has come and gone. Home run derby, all-star game has come and gone. We're halfway through or past um, the, the middle of the season. So just kind of looking ahead at like what this back half looks like and, and playoff picture and whatnot. We'll round it out with circling back on our Trust or Bust segment Ooh, from 27, from episode 27, and then our actual Trust or Bust portion, questions we'll ask of each other. Uh, this episode, and then do a quick rundown of what episode twenty nine will look like. Oh. A little preview, so you guys can look forward to what's uh, going to be talked about on Dude, our. I like that That's episode twenty nine. So, uh, without further ado, some mama, mama. Yeah, man. Reca- let's recap. Uh, we were here for that. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were here this last weekend at our place. We hosted. Finally got to break in the place with a little, uh, yeah, the new a little bit, a little bit of a grill, grill session, and and uh, have some peeps over for some drinks and some apps and yeah. all that good stuff. I brought like a dozen people to Trevor's. Yeah, house. it was. Hey, you know what? It was awesome. We we're just glad that we have that open area and space for everyone. Oh, now. it didn't There's, feel like, didn't feel crowded at all. Not even close. Yeah, we not had even close. yeah, which in the past it probably would have. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. But yeah, UFC 277 uh, has come and gone. Lot to talk about here. I think I want to start by talking about the Ankalaev and Smith. Uh, oh yeah, Smith fight. What do you think of that fight, Corbs? 
Well, we both picked Uncle Live, right? Yeah. 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 And I was reading about it today, but he was injured within the fight. He didn't go into the fight injured, right? Because he broke, he broke, there's some fracture on his leg. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't read that. I didn't know. Okay. So I guess Uncle Live broke his leg with a kick at some point in the fight. Okay. And maybe even in the first round. Broke Smith's? Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, and Chris was showing up eating pretzels in mid-podcast like a professional. Hey, you know what? Pretzels Chris, and cheese, brother. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Chris was uh, showing, you know, we were looking through the records, and Anthony Smith has been put on a little bit of resurgence. We all know, mm-hmm. most of us know, he fought John Jones for the belt. Mm-hmm. Could have pulled an Aljamain Sterling before Aljamain Sterling did it and taken the belt from John Yeah, on a DQ. But since then, I think he got beat up by Glover Teixeira which is fine because then he went on to re- take the belt himself from Jan. Yeah. But he put on a string of wins. So this was a, a really exciting fight. And Uncle Live is, is he's just, I hope I'm saying that right, but he's, he's kind of on that like slow, steady incline. Like a yeah. little bit more, you know, fame to the name that he's fighting. But the dude's an animal. He's, he's patient and he's, um, he, ne- he doesn't seem to overextend and he's just, he seems sound. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I, it was a great fight. I, I think I'm glad that it went my way. And I, and I didn't, I don't know why, because I wasn't really looking at Smith's record before that, but I don't know why I didn't have a lot of confidence in Anthony in this one. Yeah, it's tough when you're, when, and I made a note of this, um, a little further down, so we could probably just bring it up now. I think Ankoliev. And maybe I pose this as more as a question. Do you feel like he's unfairly overlooked when we consider all of the talented MMA fighters from Russia? Because I think he is. Um, I agree. I, I think that outside of maybe Islam Makashev, he is the second best fighter out of Russia right now. That's a, he's that's a really interesting a- Absolutely dominant, dude. If you look at his body of work, the guy, I mean... Yeah, sure, he's got a bunch of decision wins underneath his belt, but like he, he just grinds it out, man. I mean, he, I think he's kind of a little bit of a terminator in a way. Yeah. And yeah, going into this fight with Smith, I, I was like, okay, I could totally see like Smith maybe catching him in a submission, you know, if they get on the ground. Yeah, they get but I don't, tired. I, don't, I don't see Anthony being able to like outbox Ankoliev. Like, sure, he could probably wear it real well for three, three rounds. Yep. Anthony's always been super tough, right? Tough guy to super game. Tough guy to like really like knock out, you know? Like he's he's a warrior. Um and I love I love I I love him as a fighter. I just going into this fight I was like I I just don't see this going very well, you know? Yep. You're you're looking at a much fresher, younger, stronger Ankolaev and um he proved that. I mean, ended it in the first round, right? Yeah, first or second? I think. I th- let me. Look well, it maybe up. It was. I think it, I thought it was the first round two. Oh, it was round two. Three okay. Minutes. Yeah, but I think I re- okay. Maybe the way I remember it was like that first round was like uh, Anthony better do something real quick. Cause yeah, because it's going to start yeah, trending. Yeah, the opposite. Yeah, real easily. Um, but I I do th- I think he's un- overlooked, man. Like I, and I I believe he actually came out and said something about it this week. Like he feels. He has rallied off like nine wins in a row or something yeah, like that. Let's look at that. And whoever fought for the belt most recently only had a two fight winning streak 
Yuri? Was that Yuri? Yeah, Prajaka. Yeah. Yeah, Ankalaev was talking about Prajaka and how he got... Yeah, Ankalaev hasn't lost since 2018 to Paul Craig. And the sub. Right. And it was submitted, submitted by Paul Craig. Paul and who, you know, they, they could probably run that back and who knows what would happen, but... That's a great fight. Um, It's a fantastic fight. But yeah, I just think that... I think Ankalaev, if you look at it, like, from a perspective of, you know, we have a huge insurgence of Russian fighters... I don't think there's anyone that we can really say is better than him, except for maybe Islam. And we don't know. Maybe if Islam loses this next fight, I would say Ankalaev is the best Russian fighter in all of MMA. Yep. Yep. I mean, um, you've lost Mago, or uh, you lost. Uh, but Zabit. unless we're talking about like Habib, if Habib made a comeback, we'd still have to honor that. Yep. You know. But you um, lost a Zabit Magomed Shapirov. Yeah. You lost, or I guess, is who's the welterweight? Joseph's really high on um, uh, Morozov. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or Evlov, Evlov, Evlov. We gotta look this Ev- up. Yeah, make, make a mark. There's this. um, and then you know you got Jan, who's obviously a stud. Yeah. Some people might say that Shemaev, but Shemaev technically claims Sweden, right, uh, as his home country. Even though I believe he might have, I, don't quote me on this, but he could have dual citizenship. But I think that right now, you know, Ankalaev is... Ra- Rachmanov. Oh, Rachmanov is not from... Um, Russia. Okay. He's not from Russia. Okay. He is from Ch- Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan. I have to look at the... I know the flag. You're right. Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's out. Yeah. Um, I'm high on Rachmanov too. Yeah. I, I want to see him fight Shemaev. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But they're gonna the you know Dana's gonna hold on to that one until you yeah know, he can really pump it and pump it and pump it. My Dude, thought is that s- someone will one of those two will already have have to have the belt in order for that fight to happen. But who knows? Oh, it could be right. a number one contender fight. I yeah, or interim championship. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. But um. Yeah, because Usman's out with a broken hand, isn't he, or something like that? I didn't know that. Usman's out. I think he's, he's not fighting Leon Edwards now. Oh wait, never mind. Who am I thinking of? That would uh, have been news to me. I'm wrong. Don't listen to me. Actually, but yeah, an impressive win for Ankalaev, and uh, right, rightfully so. He, I think he's he's a fight away from a title fight, if not closer, in my opinion. Well, and how fun is the top five or the contenders in light heavyweight yeah, now? Yeah, it's like, sweet. It's so fun. It's Jam- exciting. Jamal Hill, Paul Craig. That Jamal Hill fight happens this weekend, too, with... Yeah. Um, Tiago. Tiago T- Santos, yeah. You know, um, you know, you got some names that are, like, might not Fringe. be around for, for yeah. forever. Yeah. But still, you got people showing up. Yeah. You know, Johnny Walker, you can't sleep on him. There's people waiting in the wings, dude. Totally. And it's 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 just fun. It's a good. There's a couple of weight classes that are like that too. Welterweight's like that as well. With yeah, uh, you got a bunch of undefeated like prospects like Sean Brady. Yep. Um, who else? Oh, Rachmanov. Rachmanov. Um, Ian Gary's undefeated. Oh, Michael Pereira. Yeah. Uh, who just fought? And I think he just he just uh, finished somebody this last weekend on the prelims. I didn't even get to see the fight. Or maybe it was the weekend before. He had a great fight versus Ponzinibbio. 
And that was, I mean, I guess it was a split decision, but. Oh, no, I'm thinking, yeah, I think you're thinking of some, I think you clicked on someone else. Oops. Oh, maybe, no, maybe I'm thinking, is it Michael Morales? Oh. Um, the, the kid who just fought on the prelims. Yeah. Yeah. And he's undefeated. Yeah. Okay. He, he's yes. legit, dude. Yeah. He's, he's legit. He's going to be real fun to watch over the next couple of years. Yeah. But there's, yeah, there's a lot of undefeated welterweights that are going to like shape up that, that, uh, make that division even more fun than it already is. Yep. What'd you think about the Lewis, uh, stoppage, man? You think, uh, uh deserving of a stoppage? Maybe a tad early, but it's tough when like, the big boys hit the deck like that. Yeah. You know, and you know what's coming. Yep. And it's not like Lewis is going to like pull guard or like, you know, drop to his back or anything. He's just going to kind of turtle up and, you know, run it back. You know, if if it's really that big of a deal, if Dana really thinks it's that early of a stoppage, we've seen him do that kind of stuff. He did. He did say, I think he asked a question back to the media. Like, does anyone here think that it wasn't an early stoppage? Yeah. So, yeah. And, I think that Dana is the type of guy where, like, because it's Derek Lewis, he probably lets him run it back. Yeah, great. Or at least says, hey, pick your next fight, you know? Like, who do you want to fight? And I'll try to make it happen for you, you know? But, yeah, that was that was a little unexpected. I, I did pick TKO in that fight, so I got, nice. a, little, I got a little bit of points. But, you I know, tried I think get, most people probably pick TKO in that fight because it's a heavyweight banger. I tried to get cute and pick a decision. I always try and sneak those big boy banger decisions in. Yeah. Because you know, no one yeah. ever sees them coming. Yeah. Well, you, they just gas, you know? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. If you get through, if, if the guys get through the second round, then you're like, oh, it might happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then it's Christmas come early because no one picks decisions in heavyweight fights no, usually. No kidding, dude. Um, what do you think was the best finish of the night? Probably Moreno's. Yeah. Probably. I mean, Pantoja had a, a wonderful sub, picked the sub. Yeah, so did I. Um, but that was actually the only fight I was kind of a little distracted on, so I didn't really see it. Yeah. Um, but Moreno, because he was getting beat up. Yeah. A little just- bit liver kicks him and, and just and buckles. Then, yeah. So, I mean, I think that was. He might have broke his ribs, too. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that guy's pissing blood for God knows how long. <laughs> um, or I guess Kai Car France. Yeah. Um, I think that was the best finish because, I mean, you got the Uncle Ivan Smith, you know, could be up there. But I think the Lewis one was controversial. Pentosia, you know, I don't know. Who, I don't know how many people picked sub on that one. I think damn near everybody did. So did we all saw, I'm pretty sure we all saw that coming. So Moreno's, it was just like such a tide changer, yeah. you know, it was like out of nowhere. Oh my God. He dropped him with a body kick. Yeah. So, yeah. And there was, I think that's the first time I've seen two, um, body knockouts in the same mm. night. Drew Dober had one on the prelims oh, dude, that was where an amazing he just fight. like sternum punched the dude and it would just buckled him. And they were throwing hammers. I mean, yeah, there was, those were, they were throwing big bombs. Yeah. Um, somebody, um, wrote, you know, they're concerned about Dober's, you know, after career, just yeah. the way he fights. He's just reckless, abandoned, just, ah, yeah. And he's always going for the kill. Yeah. Dude is so tough. He is, dude. He is a machine, man. Yeah. Like, and he, his wrestling gets overlooked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah, definitely is, he, there's definitely been some fights where like he gets himself in trouble and then like tries to slug it out. Yep. Um, 
but in in a way he's got a, that's a little bit of the Gaethje in him um yeah i'm pretty sure that they're training partners i know they fight out of the same gym so could just be a you know the mentality the run, it runs in the water <laughs> yeah um but yeah yeah I'd, I'd probably have to agree with you moreno's moreno's finish was pretty impressive i loved the way pantoja kind of just picked apart Perez. Yeah. I mean, they were banging hard at first. I was like, oh, oh yeah, man, they went dude. out of the gates. If they, if they go at this the for like the next two rounds, this is going to be really fun to watch. And then it was just the, it was the, a matter of, I think, a little bit of damage, a little bit of, ah, I'm already f-ing tired. And Pantoja just like, he probably, I mean, outside of Figs, probably has the best ground game in the entire division. I could see like he, I could see him submitting figs too, like yeah, you know it'd be they're flyweights, is that who yeah, they are? they're flyweights and and that actually brings me to my next question. Do you think that he should wait to fight the winner of Moreno Figueredo? because we know that that's going to happen in December based on the post the post fight you know call out and when Moreno brought Figueredo into the ring and they had their little moment and that's a tough question. If I'm Pantoja, I probably wait. Yeah, I mean, I train yeah. and just kind of wait. I, I don't. No one's taking that spot. Yeah. No What's one's the, gonna all of what, what are the? I mean, what are the rankings show for flyweight? Pantoja's second. Yeah, you don't. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure Kaikara France probably wants to get right back at it. Yep. But if I'm Pantoja, I'm probably waiting for my opportunity. Because you know that this fourth fight, that'll that'll be the end of it. Yeah, it's right? done after Yeah, this. it's done after that. Like, there's no... There's no... And fight. honestly, if Moreno wins, I see Figs probably going up to 35. There you go. Or, it, or if Figueredo wins, I could see him going up to 35 too and just being like, hey, I want to be a champ champ. That'd be sweet. That'd be, that'd be fun. Um, so... And also, uh, you know... A reason for no fifth fight is that first fight with Fig and Moreno, and he got docked a point for kicking Moreno in the nuts twice. And so right. it's like he was winning that fight. Yeah. He doesn't have that point docked. There's no draw right. to begin with. Right. So then there's no rematch. Right. Potentially. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I am looking forward to that, though. That'll be a fun war to watch in December. Oh, yeah. Christmas. Christmas time, I think, or just yeah. shortly thereafter. The 18th, I think they said. I'm talking about a December 18th card, a week before Christmas. Christmas come early. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we have uh, one thing we have to probably discuss before we finalize our recap of UFC 277. Oh, yeah. Um, and move into the preview of 278. Our girl, Juliana Pena, fought Amanda Nunez in what was an all-out war. <laughs> yeah. For five rounds. Holy sh. Yeah, 25 minutes. You know what? They both beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, Amanda 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 showed up to the post fight press conference with, like, on crutches. Yeah. And, like, she was pretty swollen up herself, too. Like, she was like, at first I was like, who is that? And then I was like, oh, it's Amanda. So she got tagged pretty well, too. I mean, obviously, we know the outcome of a a decision that was awarded to um, Amanda Nunez. I think obviously, like rightfully so, there. I I don't think there's any arguing that it was like 
a super close fight by any means, you know. We know that Juliana finished her in the first fight. Um, it took Amanda five rounds of really putting it on Juliana to to get the decision victory. Uh, so I think we're set up for probably a trilogy here, which is exciting. Um, not sure the last time that's happened, if ever, in women's divisions, has no, it? I don't think so, because you've got Amanda's fought Shevchenko twice. Um. I don't. I think it stops it too for yeah. any any of these yeah. matchups with yeah. anybody. Yeah, that's um, that'll be exciting. It'll be interesting to see if they try to do that before the end of the year as well. Yeah. Um. Or, you know, dude, how much chaos would be thrown if Pena takes the trilogy fight? Like, yeah, God. that'd be wild. Because she showed incredible toughness, and and her gas tank was clearly there. I mean, yeah. She just Amanda and Chris was saying that. Um, this morning or the other morning, Tuesday morning, like Amanda's striking so technical that, you know, what happens if Juliana starts, you know, because the way she was kind of entering or trying to close the distance, mm-hmm. what he was talking about, it was just, there was no, there's no power behind those shots right. necessarily. Right. Um, and Amanda's counterpunching. That's what she does. Right. And if she wants to be aggressive, which she's done before. She did right. that to Cyborg. She right. did Ronda Rousey and things like that. Well, and she was she was she entered this fight with a super smart approach. You know, early on when Juliana got knocked down a couple times, like Amanda didn't like didn't take the bait of getting on the ground with her. Right. It wasn't until the fourth and fifth rounds where she's like, Okay, now I'm gonna try to take you down. And she a did a little ground and pound. Because I think she felt at that point she was worn out and you know, kind of beat up enough that like it, it, Amanda's ground game is superb as well. So, right. But I think that she was, she played it smart with like not, not succumbing to the bait and getting on the ground with her too early because had she done that in, you know, the second, maybe the first part of the third round, it could, something could have happened for sure. Um, but, uh, but interesting stat here is, Pena had actually four more total strikes landed than Amanda, but a deficit of twenty five significant strikes of those. Yeah, yeah, that was the, that was that was six. the difference. Yeah, the significant strikes fifty five percent of Amanda's strikes were significant as opposed to thirty nine percent for Juliana. Yeah. So and then six out of eight takedowns. I mean, that's got to be somewhere up there in the the most. Um, takedowns successful takedowns maybe i would think in a so women's fight definitely a title fight yeah definitely a title fight for sure yeah so that that ought to be interesting i'm, I'm excited to see how both uh those fighters approach this this trilogy fight um because that's got to be on the uh got to be on the docket here next i wish them both a, a quick and healthy recovery process oh, too because i'm sure they're sure they're both gonna have to take some extended time off from that fight and what a wonderful wonderful fight they gave us too totally absolutely legendary classic an espn instant classic <laughs> um two, we'll shoot 278 let's let's get into to, uh 278 previewing the uh upcoming uh ufc card uh which features a main event between uh, Kamara Usman and Leon Edwards. Long time. In we the also see a Paulo Costa, Luke Rockhold. Holy shit. 
Luke Rockhold's probably fighting for the first time in what four years. Yeah, dude, let's check that out. Um, and then I do like the Jose Aldo and uh, Marab. Marab, how do you say Devishley? Devishley. Devishley. It's a. It's, it's a just, tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs> he's uh what is he? Devala Shivi. He's Shivili? he's from the same country that um, Giga is from, correct? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, they're both Georgian. They are from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Romanov and Tibera. I guess Romanov's undefeated. Yeah, that. Um, I, we will talk a little bit about that during Trust okay. Bust. Ooh, excellent. So something. And then Tyson to. Pedro. Tyson Pedro. Back in the circuit, he had he had his return fight like what a few months ago, like back in the fall. Yeah, and he got a first round knockout. I'm sure. Yep, you're right. That and was against Ike Villanueva. Oh yeah, Villanueva. Yeah, that was a good return fight for Tyson. God, it'd been what two years? It'd been four years. Four years since he lost fought? to Mauricio Rua in 2018. Man, on December. Well, end of 2018, so three years. He took some time off. Yeah, he did. He had a fight canceled in twenty two or twenty twenty, but that was because of uh, likely because of COVID nineteen. And you'll know a oh, lot yeah. of those um, New Zealand and Australia fighters, they like kind of just had to like take a break. Yeah, bow like, out a little. They, bit. they had to bow out for yeah. So so with two seventy eight, who you uh, who you got for the the main the well. Yeah, for the main. You want to go for the yeah, main? We, 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 we can talk the main real quick. All right. <clears throat> I think Leon. Really? I think so. Really? I don't have a Why? lot of information to back that up. Why do you... Is it just a gut like feeling about it right now? Like, I, What do you think he's going to be like... He's just going to go out there and outbox him? I, I don't know. I just... Some if, if Usman dominates this guy in in any fashion, he's a robot. You know, like I oh, just for sure. I just don't know. I already think he's a robot. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like Leon, he's mean and he's patient and he's yeah. technical. Yeah. Whereas you know Burns was like swinging for the fences, and Masvidal, you know, is Moss. Um, Colby Covington, you know. They had an amazing first fight, and then the second fight wasn't quite the same. Mm-hmm. But Leon's been super patient with his with his how often he fights. You know, well, his last fight was Nate Diaz, correct? Yeah, which was wild. Didn't and and a lot of people, dude. He I didn't s- fight in 2020. He fought twice in 2019. He fought Donald Cerrone in some random person in 2018 you could argue that he hasn't had the like challenge that Usman has but he's not taken he's not been worn and torn he hasn't been through wars and things so yeah I mean I guess you could say he hasn't had enough I mean he had the Bilal Muhammad main events and stuff but I don't know something about it I just feel like he's gonna make it happen interesting and they've already fought before once right did they I think they like way back when way like they back. first both got in the UFC. Yeah, 2015 decision, Kamaru Usman. Let's look at the strike count there. Oh my goodness! Whoa! Very lopsided. 
Yeah. On he only threw side. 67 strikes. Leon Edwards only threw 67 strikes. But he defended seven takedowns out of 13. So Interesting. I don't. And that's, you know, that's 2015. Usman's not the same fighter since then. I mean, if I'm Usman, though, I'm going back and watching that fight and just be like, I'll take him down seven times again and he won't be able to win. Yeah. But this is a five round fight. Instead of three. Yeah, you can't just shoot for the moon the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, Usi? Yeah, I just, it's, it's, I don't know, man. I feel like he's the baddest UFC fighter on the planet, and I don't know that a lot of people would argue with that right now. It's, it's tough, especially after, like, like, he did something to Jorge Masvidal that no one's ever done to Jorge. You know, like, like it's catastrophic like, fashion. Yeah, like in in just like oh, like you know, I think of like when they go and they pan to the John Anik and DC and Dominic Cruz, like oh my god, like they're Joe Rogan, they're like oh, like holy shit factor, like that's like Us- what Usman did to Masvidal was just insane to me. And granted, you know, he caught him perfectly; it was the perfect punch the perfect like buckle you know and Masvidal while yes he's gotten older I mean he's one of the better boxers yeah in in yeah. that division so I'm thinking to myself okay well even if even if Leon is as good or slightly better than than Masvidal from a boxing standpoint dude I just I don't know how he's gonna the ground and pound of Kamaru Usman is so phenomenal unlike anything in my opinion that we've really ever seen outside of maybe like Habib I don't see how Edwards wins yeah would it be incredible if he did yeah I mean the thing that I would hate about that though is like I feel like it would just be an automatic rematch I was just gonna say the same thing it it, it would be it would be like an automatic rematch regardless of when or how it happened the only thing I could see that not being an automatic rematch is if for five rounds Leon Edwards went out there and just beat him up. And like yeah. Usman tried to take him down and it shucked. Edwards just, you know, defended real well and was able to counter and, you know, tag, lay, him, up tag, him, tag him up for five rounds. And it was an, a unanimous decision. That's the only way I could see Dana being like, hey, tomorrow. I know you feel like you probably deserve an immediate rematch, but you just got tagged up for five rounds. Yeah. If it was like a TKO in like the second round, I could see where like Dana goes, well, you know, it was a quick, it was a quick fight. We didn't expect that. Maybe we didn't expect it to go that way. So yeah, we're going to give you another shot to, you know, was, was that how it was really supposed to go down or did, you know, did he catch you? Yep. Um so yep. it'll that be, makes it, sense. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch though. I, I just don't right now see and I'll you know, I might change my mind as we get closer to the fight after I watch embedded and stuff and all that, but I just don't see how right now on paper like Leon Edwards can get it done. Yeah. So Yep. No, I hear you. I hear you. The Costa Rockhold match. Costa. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 kind of hard not to like pick him, even though you're kind of like, okay, is he just? What if he does what he did with 
Izzy and yeah. kind of like just goofs off. I could see how like somehow he potentially gasses or gets caught. I'm interested to see like how Rockhold's cardio right plays into this one because if they if he you know can get the third round, I could see them just throwing hands and then whoever just drops drops. But you know if we know anything about history, Nate Rockhold, as much as I love him, has had some of the most epic like. He's been epically KO'd. Dude. <laughs> I think I've said it on this podcast before. Like, we were sitting upstairs in your living room watching him get knocked out by Yawn. Yeah. You know? And he's just like, Ugh. Yeah. Like, just, and it's total you know, zombie. It's sad looking at it. Yeah, now, it but, is. Yeah. But you're right. But dude. I am glad to see that he's like, you know, at his ripe age and like four years removed from his last fight, he's making a comeback and getting a good draw in Paulo Costa. Right. And I have a lot of respect for Luke. I think he's I think he's got some interesting things to say. And I think I saw an interview lately where he's talking about his personal life quite a bit. And yeah. It's like you know, I respect that for somebody who can who can confidently communicate things like that. I, you know, I don't want to I don't want to misstate what he was talking about cuz I don't fully remember the specifics, but you know, he there's a reason he got back into fighting right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 So if he comes back and he gets a win over somebody like Paulo, like yeah, I'd be really happy to see it. Still. I know that, that originally he wanted to like rip Sean Strickland's head off. I think that mm-hmm. they still. So maybe this is like Dana. I think this could be like Dana being like, "All right, if if you can get a win over Paulo Costa, I'll give you Sean Strickland any yeah, day of the week." That would be a fun fight. Yeah. Too. Yeah. The build up to it would be sweet. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, Aldo and Mirab, man. What do you think? I'm thinking Mirab, dude. Really? He's just, he's just relentless with the with the wrestling. Yeah. You know, he trains with um Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, yeah. He's a Longo Sarah guy. Yep. And so, I just, I think he's, I, you know, Jose's Jose, but I think Mirab, and Jose's been pretty good lately. He if has. I remember correctly. He has. You know, Jose wanted. Aljo, but he beat he beat up Rob Font. He looked great in that fight. Beat Pedro Munoz. Got a decision over Marlon Vera. I don't remember that fight in 2020. What the hell? Yeah, he should have not have gotten that decision, but whatever. We're not going to talk about it. And then he's <laughs> lost to Peter Yawn. So I just, you know, you give him the last, out of his last four fights, I'm gonna say, on paper, he should be two and two. You know, not three and one. I'm gonna go with yeah. Marab. Yeah, and Marab is he's fought through some toughness. You know, uh, that Marlon Marias fight, he was losing, and then he comes he comes back, knocks him out in round two. Cody Stamen, he gets a decision over John Dodson, who's you know a tough journeyman, and then he's kind of beating some. You know, maybe Casey Kinney. If um Jose wins this fight, does he? And it, remind me, is this at thirty five or forty? Thirty five. Yeah, Bantam. Thirty five. Mm-hmm. So, doesn't he? If with this win, doesn't he potentially put himself in like a oh know, title contention? Yeah, that's an interesting discussion there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so weird. The resurgence, man. One last, one last hurrah. Yeah, yeah. Which would be pretty, pretty cool for the career of like Jose Aldo. I think he 
the second. Maybe, I mean, arguably, like some Brazilians would probably say the best fighter from Brazil of all time. But right. Tough to dethrone like Anderson Silva from that. Yeah. But Jose had would have to be recognized as like right there with. Right there. If if you were to make that. And if you wanted to like cap the like the sizes, I mean, obviously Anderson's been middleweight and light heavy. Like, let's say Welter's the the, the differing weight, you know. Yeah. And for the lighter guys, he he's the best. Yeah. Um, and then you can go up, and you know, there can be more than one best. You know, not everybody can fight everybody. Totally. All right. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Um, some other notable fights on the horizon. Cheeto Vera and Dominic Cruz. That ought to be a banger. That would be great. Another huge banger. Holy smokes. Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori, which I believe is on the same card as the Cyril Gone and Taito Avasa. Oh, yeah. Fight. That's a good one. Yeah. Which is coming up, I believe, in September. Ooh, Mac Desi and Hopcross. Yeah. It's a good card. Yeah, September 3rd. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. So a lot of good stuff to look forward to. And that's a free to. fight. That's not even a pay-per-view. Yeah. I was I was surprised to see. I was like, holy smokes. Um, isn't there like one fight a year now that they're doing on ABC too? Oh. Is that the one? It doesn't say, but it very well could be. Very well. Yeah. Because that's a stacked fight card or fight night. Yeah, it looks good. Yep. Oh, Corey Sandhagen and Song Yudong. Yeah, dude, super stoked on that fight. That's a great one. Sadiq Yusuf and Giga Chikadze, dude. Yeah. That's a good one. Right after UFC 279. Yeah, which is the Hamzat Shemaev and Nate Diaz funeral fight, but whatever. Yeah. They need they, to, they, they, okay, pull up 279 again. They have, They need to move some stuff around here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they need to move a couple of things to 279 because, like, that's not worth the, $80. The second, the co main, I only know who Jamie Pickett is. I don't even know who Dennis, I don't know who that guy is. To Lulin. The guy that's 10 and 6 fighting a guy that's 13 and 7. Yeah. That's a. I mean, I would at least move Johnny Walker and Ian Kudalaba up. That's more of a. Yeah. It's honestly, they're 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 gonna move some stuff around. I don't think that that's set in stone. It's honestly kind of an insult. Dana's probably what, and that's two, that's September tenth. Oh, yeah. September tenth. Not okay. It's it. You know, I read online that you know there's questions of if you know because Nate gets pay per view points. Yeah. So if Dana's like trying to do like the ultimate petty move and say yeah. Uh, we're not loading the card. No one's gonna buy the pay per view potentially, and this is your last fight on the contract. Yeah. So just get the hell out of here. Yeah. And pay him as little as possible. I don't know why you'd take a dive on a pay per view like that. You, right. You're building a brand constantly. Yeah, especially when you know it's like the weekend after Labor Day. Yeah. Like people are gonna be home. Yeah. Likely in front of their televisions. I don't know. That's just my opinion, but. Yep. That'll be a tough one to stomach that that pay per view fight. Sweet deal. Well, that rounds out our MMA segment. Yep. Training camp for the NFL has started. We have our first game, I believe actually this evening, our first 
preseason game. In fact, let's turn on what? the television right now and dude, go to the NFL Network because I I'm bet in it's a time on. warp, dude. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, dude. I couldn't believe it either. It's Thursday tonight, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I uh, we think I think we have some Thursday night football on. Dude, hell yeah! Isn't that wild? That is so cool. First podcast back in a few <laughs> months, and we get some football live. Let's uh, let's check it here yeah, real quick. Raiders versus Jaggies. Is that what that Hall of Fame is? Where is, it? is? Where did it say? Hall of Fame game, Raiders and Jaguars. Oh, now it's gone. Yeah, there it there, is. There. NBC. Boom. And the Raiders are up thirteen nothing. Uh-oh. Second quarter. Rut row. Rut row. Yeah, so the NFL is underway, dude. It is crazy to say that. I can't believe that we're like literally almost just a month away from, I guess, first game. First game, I think, is September 9th, maybe September 9th or right around there. I believe the 12th end of all the games. But, okay. But they have uh, all reported to camp. Obviously, we've got a game going on right now. Yeah. I don't know if you've followed along, but they're already talking about some of the like preseason like studs in camp so far that yeah we can probably look forward to watching this year. the The one that I think I'm most excited about uh, is Travis Etienne from Jacksonville, who probably isn't playing much in this game right now just because they're trying to keep him healthy. But he was the guy they drafted last year from Clemson, okay, the running back, and then he uh, hit a list Frank injury i think he broke his foot and it ended his first season before it even started so right you're looking for a potential fantasy gem look no further than uh did you already pick him up no you can't well you can't yet because he's well i guess tech no he someone camped on him someone drafted him and just put him on ir they're just in our dynasty league local kid well semi-local he's not from this area but he played ball uh, at the University of Washington, Trent McDuffie is having a hell of a camp, from what I hear uh, so far, in Kansas City, which that's big for them because their secondary kind of got a little blown up over the offseason. Mm-hmm. Their offense, too, a little bit. Yeah, the offense got a little blown But they filled, they filled the offense with some, some weapons through free agency as well. Okay. Keep in mind, yeah, Tyreek Hill left, but then they got Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, so okay. Like you know, I'm not saying that Juju Smith-Schuster is Tyreek Hill, but that's a pretty good like, you know, he's he's take. a formidable for like a Patrick Mahomes. Dude, Smith-Schuster might have the best year of his career with a guy like, you know, Mahomes throwing to him. Ben could get the job done, but Ben leaned on him, right? And when yeah. you don't have other weapons around, like Travis Kelsey, yes. you know, in Pittsburgh, then I can see how, you know. It got a little congested for him. Yeah, or just tough. Like, I can't be the only source of, right. you know. So they, they did a good job filling that. I think it's tough to replace a guy like Tyreek Hill. But you can do that through the draft if you believe in some – some of the talent that they picked up. Um, another kid that is having an amazing camp is Sky Moore for Kansas City. And uh, I guess Mahomes has been targeting him a lot from what I've read. So Trent McDuffie, Sky Moore, two you know, solid training camp guys that Kansas City is uh, really relishing in right now. Dude, those jerks. I know, right? 
just when you think that they're going to be like the team that doesn't win. And I still, to this, I don't believe that they will win the AFC West. I'm okay. going to put that out there in the world. So right wild card, maybe. Yeah, definitely a wild card team. But I think someone else is going to emerge and win the AFC West this year. Okay. I haven't decided on who that is because it's tough. I mean, I don't, and I'm, you know, Chargers. I might, I might wait like till like week three after week three to get a kind of a sense of like, but yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards the Chargers. It, it's tough, dude. I could see the, I could see the Raiders doing it. Josh McDaniels is there now, like different head coach uh, yeah. there. Devonte, you know, Devonte Adams yeah, going to right. to Las Vegas uh, is a huge asset for Derek Carr, and they went to college together. I don't know if you, yep, you, yep, you remember you're right. that, but you know, having that chemistry there amongst all some of the other offensive weapons they already had, not to mention the defense is, you know, fairly good. Is adequate. Can get and the then job the Broncos, done. you know, Russell Wilson. Yeah, man. I'm not totally convinced that he has the weapons around him to. They'll really thrive, but that defense is arguably the best defense in the division outside of what I would think maybe like the Chargers are. Right. So Yeah, the Chargers went bananas this year. So yeah, it'll that'll be that'll be interesting. Couple other training camp studs uh to keep your eye on as you get ready for the uh, NFL season to start. Travis Jones, defensive lineman for Baltimore, is having an enormous camp. The f- basically what I've heard there is the fact that this guy is as big as he is and moves as well as he does, it's going to help out with that front, that front four, as long as he gets proper playing time, you mm-hmm. know, as a rookie, mm-hmm. that secondary in Baltimore is insane. Oh yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. Um, adding Kyle Hamilton did, they already had Marcus Peters. They signed uh safety that they signed. I can't even remember now, but, and I believe they have Marlon Humphreys on the other side of Peters. So dude, is, that might be the Devin that might be the best Clark, second. Is it Devin Clark? Was the other the free safety? I know I have one of them in my league, but I can't remember. Uh, Devin Clark. I don't, I don't know. know. Sorry if there's that. background noise right now, guys. My AC slash furnace central air, whatever the hell it is, is deciding to make weird noises, but like continue to work. Yeah. <laughs> We've all got one of those. I've, I've, <laughs> so I apologize there. Valus Jones Jr., wide receiver, uh, making noise for Chicago, which the Bears are the Bears, obviously. But the way I look at it, the Bears are probably going to be throwing the ball a lot. So if you're looking for a potential sleeper pick that's not Darnell Mooney, Valus Jones Jr. is uh, turning heads at uh, Bears training camp. And of course, I would. This wouldn't be a podcast without talking about a Seahawk, right? How stoked are we on Kenneth Walker the third, bro? Right. So right. So stoked, and everything that they Chuck Clark. Sorry, Baltimore safety. Chuck Clark. Yep. yep. I've had him for two years. He's been a stud. Yeah. But yeah, everything that we kind of expected, I think, with Kenneth Walker the third is like transpiring during camp. So. They might have a two-headed monster between Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker the third, dude. I'm I'm, oh, yeah. I'm excited to see the running game again in Seattle. It, it's going to be a fun year for Seattle. There's no pressure. Yeah, absolutely no. pressure. I don't think there's an expectation to win more than nine games. Right. If if that at all. Right. And you know, like who knows 
what could happen with the quarterback situation there. Listen, I would say this. If we start the season like 0 and 5 somehow, yeah, I you can freak see, out. A I bit. could well, I I don't know if freak out's the right word. I would just say like at that point, do you Seattle has always been one of those like franchises where I feel like if something's not going right, they will make an adjustment and if that means trading for a quarterback, they'll make it happen if they, you know, yeah. if they believe that it's the right move. Right now, it's either going to be Drew Locke's job or Geno Smith's job. And who knows? You know, there were glimmers of hope when Geno did uh, start for us at times last year. So, you know, I know they like a mobile quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I think Locke is sem- like semi-mobile. I don't think he's like you know Russell Wilson or Geno Smith mobile. But right, I know he's getting high praise. He's picked up the playbook uh, real well. He's excited about like the weapons that he has around him. So I think that, right, well, it's Geno Smith's job right now from what I understand. Oh, really? It could be Drew Locks by the end of training. I think that they might just be easing him into the role of becoming, you know. Yep. So we'll see. Should be interesting. So I got a question for you. Shoot. With the NFL season upon us. Other than Seattle, what team are you looking forward to watching the most this season? Why don't we call this a commitment too? Okay. Commit to Pick a team. Your AFC team. Com- I mean, it could be AFC. It could be NFC. Okay. I kind of have two, but I'd be curious to see, like, what your take is on on this question. Like, who 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 was not a playoff team last year? Oh, okay. That you are most looking forward to watching this year, look at and will ranking. probably probably fall. NFL standings. Let me look at the twenty. I guess this is gonna give me twenty-two. Um, I'm gonna say, okay, not a playoff team. Not a playoff team. Okay. Did the Chargers play in the playoffs last year? They did. Okay. Oh no. They got bounced. Remember, they the Raiders and them had that last game of the season. Okay. So yeah. So that might be an easy one. I'm just gonna look at the last year's standings. I, w- I think that's a fair. That's a that's a decent, decent pick. I like that, especially because they added some defensive depth. Like their oh, their defense out is of gonna control. Be, gonna be okay. Cool. Good. You're right. I can pick the Chargers. I think I'll pick the Chargers. Oh, what a t- oh I man! I think I'm gonna pick the Dolphins. I like that pick a lot too. I'm excited about the Dolphins, but we'll talk about them here in a little bit because um, yeah, they're they've come, they've come under some scrutiny over the last uh, day or two. Um, but I like those picks. Both of my teams, oddly enough, are from the AFC as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very excited to see a fully healthy Baltimore Ravens offense. If we mm. remember what happened last year That's in camp, they were down to like their fourth. Running back yeah, on the dude. depth chart after before before the season even started. Yeah, it was so no atrocious. J no J.K. Dobbins. Gus Edwards Gus got Edwards. Her. So I'm excited to see like a fully healthy running back. I'm really excited about seeing like a J.K. Dobbins. Like I, I wanted to see that kid last year. We know what he did in college at Ohio State. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see them. They the you know Marquis. Brown is no longer there. He's a right. cardinal. So like the um like the star receiver this year is gonna be that kid from 
uh, we went to University of Minnesota. Rashad Bateman, he was a rookie last year. He's going to be like the number one receiving target. Wow. For Lamar. For Lamar. Uh, outside of Mark, Mark Andrews. Yeah. Let me pull I think up. it's Mark Andrews. The tight end. Yeah. Yeah. So I am looking forward to watching the Ravens. And not just because of that, but that secondary is arguably the best in all of football. And they've got a couple of stud linebackers. So as long as their line can produce some pressure, they might get back to that dirty bird way of defense that's not Atlanta Falcons defense. I kind of like sort of went all over the place there saying dirty birds, but <laughs> I always thought that the Ravens were... The, the AFC dirty birds. I, the, yeah, the AFC dirty birds. There you go. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the, watching the Ravens and probably will follow closely uh, throughout the season. I also am excited about Matt Ryan in a Colts uniform. Yeah. I think that that is a fantastic move for the organization. I'd go as far as saying that Matt Ryan may have the best year of his career since the days of like Julio Jones, Roddy White, Roddy White. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that it could be that good and that special for him. He's got a good young core of receivers, arguably one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in all of football and Jonathan Taylor an offensive line that can protect him and a defense that's pretty good or has, you know, has been pretty good. They did lose their defensive coordinator, I believe. Oh. He's now a um, head coach, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, I think that they're in a division where the Titans losing A.J. Brown, I think that that's going to hurt them. They won't. I don't think the Titans are going to be as strong, even with mm. Derrick Henry, you know. Yeah, if Henry can stay healthy. If man. Henry can, yeah, and Henry has to stay healthy. Jacksonville is still not there yet. Right, yeah, got a good lot, lot of young talent, but they're still not there. Yeah, they got a waste. Um, and Houston blows. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, with, I can't really put it any other, you know, any other way. So I think it could be the Colts' division to win. Um, right, I'm excited to watch that, and I think Matt Ryan is a good fit, a good veteran presence. Still has a live enough arm and can make the throws that. Dude, the guy could throw for over 4,000 yards this year. I mean, if they... Oh, yeah. If it, and it really depends on how much they want to make Jonathan Taylor the focal point of their offense, and I'm sure they probably will, but I think it'll be a nice, balanced offense, and they finally have a quarterback that they can really probably lean on. Yes. You know? They can um, trust. Yeah. He's proven. So I am uh, excited to see both the Ravens and Colts mix it up this uh this season both those teams didn't make the playoffs last year i believe so you're right you're correct i like cool. it dude those are fun cool picks. in sticking with the nfl theme here give me your feedback here on uh the deshaun watson suspension and discipline it, there was breaking news as of last night i believe on uh an appeal after he was handed his discipline but initially, what do you think of like the initial discipline? Like, how do you? Feel I think about you it? dropped, you hit the nail on the head in the group chat where it's like weed indefinite suspensions. You know, Josh Gordon just no one lets him play mm-hmm. for things like these nonviolent, really gray area, yeah, gray area violations, right? You know, it it just it sends a really weird message. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I think. Like I compared it to something recent because, you know, we, 
I, I shared this uh, screenshot from Twitter that like shows the NFL suspensions. Like Calvin Ridley got 17 games for betting. Bontez Perfect got 12 games for targeting. Martavius Bryant banned indefinitely for weed. Right. Josh Gordon, 25 plus games for weed. Darren Waller, 16 games for substance abuse. Deshaun Watson, six games for 25 sexual, you know, sexual like assault, assault act. accusations. And yet, like I, I tried to compare it to something recent. DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. The guy got six games for performance, failing a performance enhancing dr- like drugs test. And not only was it six games, it was $5.2 million. Yet Deshaun Watson gets six games and a $345,000 fine. What does that message send based on the sec- 25 you know, sexual assault accusations to like the fans of the NFL, male or female, right? Like, oh, well, that like it's not as big of a deal as uh, I got popped for using, you know, a steroid. Could have been something that was in a drink that I didn't even know was banned. Dude. That happens so much now that like or a substance that's legal and coming on the majority of the United States. Right. In the next five to ten years, definitely. Yeah. The major- like yeah. federally legalized, possibly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the the argument of, we've all heard it before, like, yeah, you know, whoever is just trying to get some money. Yeah. Male or female. I'm not going to say it's all on one gender, but like. Tough to make that argument, though, when there's 25. 25, 25 of them. So let's yeah. say half of them are full of shit. You still got 12 and a half, 13 people. Yeah. That are not, like, dude, like, this isn't a Even if it was twosie. only 25%. Right. Even if it was only 25, yeah. that's still five people. Five people with or less, consistent y- y- like, story or, or right. issue yeah. that, that can all line up together and say, I had the same experience yeah. and have the same issue. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. that is called a common denominator. Yeah, it's called, it's called a pattern. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's what called it's called. Um, so what I did find out last night was there, uh, there was a um, ESPN update that basically said the NFL was appealing the decision that was handed down by the judge that was originally assigned to the case or like the matter of like his discipline. And I'm assuming that they're appealing it for the, because of like, there's been a pretty big outrage, I think on just like social media and people talking about it, that like, this is unacceptable. Like this is not an acceptable suspension, um, needs to be harsher. I don't know if it's from a monetary standpoint, probably a game suspension standpoint, but what I understand is that like under the collective bargaining agreement and the personal conduct policy states that the NFL can appeal that decision that was originally handed down and either uh, reduce, uh, increase, or um, add to like the um, list of things that he must do as a player uh, in order to like, you know, uphold his, the discipline that's been handed down. So my gut tells me that they're not opening this back up or appealing because they're going to, they want to reduce it or that like people, right. and it's not the team that's appealing. It's the NFL as an organization appealing the original decision. And I believe is assigning another judge to the case to basically like, and, and once that is done, I guess all decisions will be final. They won't appeal it again. It, it stops. And I don't think that he can either, or like his representation or the, the Browns. So my guess is if my gut would tell me that it, it's probably going to be at least at, 
I would think three three more games probably at least half the season. Yep. Right. If not more. Yep. Um, and there's got to be an increase in the fine because three hundred forty five thousand dollars when someone's getting a five point two million dollar, you know, <laughs> for PEDs, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, add it's just a weird way to to line these up. Yeah, a, well, you know the other thing that's I I, I want to bring up here and kind of side tangent from Deshaun Watson is like Calvin Ridley, he got 17 games for betting on his team, for betting on his team to win. Not once was it ever determined that he in under that investigation that he was betting against his team or shaving points or anything like that. Right, like he was betting that they would win, which is no different than betting on like why you wouldn't buy stock in the company you started to work for possibly. Right. You know, yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, it, it it just like, and you get seventeen games for that. I go, I I, I realize that you know rules are rules, and you you got to be strict about it. But you got to be worried about your precedence. Totally, you know? totally. And you got to be consistent. Yeah. So speaking of actual tampering, what's this you got here about? Oh yeah, the dolphins, man. So speaking of the Dolphins that you'll be following closely this season, mm-hmm. I probably will as well because I'm excited to see Tyree Kill down there and some of the other weapons that they brought in from an offensive standpoint and their new um, OC slash head coach. But uh, they were found um, guilty like multiple seasons of tampering, like off-season tampering with like free agency, I believe. Oh. And got find a boatload of money and i believe steven ross is banned uh, you'd have to read through that article but i'm pretty sure he's banned from attending 1.5 suspended through october 17th october 17th so season permitted games, to be at the facility four games four, four games probably yeah and they lost draft picks too they Ooh. lost i think a 2023 first rounder maybe yep 2023 first round and 2024 third round, I believe. Yeah. But things are not so hot on South Beach right now. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Multiple first round selections in 23 too. Brutal. Brutal. They're trying to bring Tom Brady and Sean Payton over. Is that what they were doing? I believe both of those. Both of those. Uh, I, I had heard a story too about the whole Tom Brady, like how that was going to go down. Um, I have to recall it. I'm trying to remember who told me. I think you can find stuff on it on Reddit, on like how it all went down. Like he was, he was getting ready to like play for Miami. Um, after he had announced his retirement, and then that he wasn't coming back, even though he did. Um, yeah, there's some interesting stuff around that whole thing. Weird. I'll try to. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Maybe talk about it on the next episode, but. Yeah, we'll get some clarity on that. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our uh, NFL segment. We are going to motor on into Major League Baseball, which we haven't talked about in quite some time. No. Um, and I'm going to try and get better about it for this our renewed rejuvenation. <laughs> Not just because the Mariners all of a sudden are like holding like the face of the entire company or beyond the franchise the league yeah they they are uh, definitely they got hot before the all-star goddamn the all-star break <laughs> we're on a going for 15 i think we had 15 in a row or something like that and then man 
the all-star break happens and kind of kind of I think we've been like five I think we've been like five and five in our last ten but we went through a tough a tough portion of the schedule so we played the the we played the Astros we played the Astros the Yankees and one other one other pretty good team during that span but yeah we're halfway through the season trade deadline has come and gone the playoffs started tomorrow. The Mariners would be a playoff team, so that is exciting. The Yankees are the best team in baseball and the first uh, to uh, surpass the 70-win mark this season. I believe the Dodgers are now... Do the Dodgers have 70 wins? 72. Okay, so since I wrote the notes, they've rallied off two in a row. They're now the best team in baseball. Uh, so New York is no longer the best team in baseball. The Dodgers are 72 and 33. The Yankees are 70 and 36. The Mariners took two out of three from the Yankees uh, over the last few days. And in the process, they, I think they hit like, I don't know, eight home runs as a team in those three days. So they went, they went yard on the Yankees pitching staff, which is uh, the third, excuse me, third, uh, well, from an ER earned run standpoint, like they're the third best pitching staff in all the majors. So okay, good, so that's a good great news. Song. And keep in mind, they did this. Mariners did this without Mitch Haniger, who is arguably one of their best players, and Ty France, who has also been kind of banged up over the last week or so. So coming away with a series win against the Yankees, who are the best team in baseball, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, things, I, I think the, the lineups that we'll see with the Mariners, assuming we, they stay healthy, knock on wood, the remaining part of the season, we could see the best Mariners team we've seen in quite some time, quite this, some time. this back half. So, um, and that was after they had their you know, historic run of however many games in a row uh, leading up to the All-Star break. One thing to note, too, I don't know if you've been following Aaron Judge's monumental tear of home runs over the last couple weeks, but the guy is on pace for like 69, maybe 70, 70 home runs in a season, which Dude. if he could, if he can keep up the pace, he could chase Bonds' record, uh, which is kind of gnarly to think about. Right now, he's not on pace for that, but you never know, a couple home run games. Dude, the guy was like, over the last 10 days, I'm pretty sure he hit, hit, hit like 10 home runs. One a day. Dude. Can you imagine hitting one a day? No. It, it, like, at some point, what do you do? You have to like question yourself and be like, "Is this real? Is this reality? Am I really hitting like home runs every day? Every game we play, I'm hitting a home run." Doesn't happen once in a generation, right? I mean, yeah. And I believe prior to this season, they were trying to negotiate a new contract with him, and he was just like, "No," <laughs> which is. Interesting because I don't know if he just doesn't want to play in New York anymore. I mean, the Yankees are the Yankees because they spend a lot of money and they bring in big yep. bats and they're always a tough team to play in October. One of the best lineups in all of baseball. There's a reason why they've won 70 games. Uh, but who knows? Maybe he wants to be the highest paid baseball player in all the majors and whoever wants to pay him that money, will he'll go and play for him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's all he's looking for right now. Yeah. It's not about the dynasty. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot of big moves for some playoff teams over the last uh, 
we'll call it week, maybe a little longer. Like the Yankees picked up Andrew Benatendi and Frankie Montas, so they added a bat and some. They're already real, real good, but they just added a bat to their lineup that they didn't have before. An everyday player that it's like. 330 as bats 330 on average or something like that. Yikes. Uh, Frankie Montas, who's a, a formidable pitcher, a starting pitcher that will enter into the rotation right away. The Padres, though, holy smokes. That, that deal that they pulled off the other day to grab Juan Soto and Josh Bell for basically their farm system. <laughs> Insane. They just added two huge bats. Keep in mind, Juan Soto was offered like a $450 million contract over like 12 or 15 years or something like that with the Nationals and turned it down, so they traded him. Dude. (laughs) The Padres also added the best closer in baseball, though, in Josh Hader, and then they added another bat in Brandon Drury, who's an everyday player for Cincinnati, but will likely be like a platoon player, play every other day. Um, so they've got some depth in San Diego, and they are going to knock on the door of those Los Angeles Dodgers. Keep in mind, like this, they're right behind them. And baseball, in in my opinion, is a lot like hockey. And granted, I don't know if I can really say this this year because Colorado was the best team entering into the NHL playoffs this year, and they finished the best team in all of the NHL. But we've seen in years past where, like, it's just about who's hot. Right, uh, you you can be it's your momentum. you can yeah, it's a momentum thing. Like I don't feel like it's that way with other sports. I think we've talked about this in the past. Like I don't always feel like wild card NFL wild card teams can make a run. Right, you know, there's a reason why they're nine and seven. Yeah, but with baseball and like hockey, I feel like it's just the team that's playing the best at that time consistently. Um, and you can say that for like really any any sport, but I feel like it's a little different with say like baseball and like the NBA or excuse me football and like the NBA, Premier League soccer. If I really wanted to get like you know, Manchester City is always going to be, I mean from here on out or as long as I can think in the future are going to be a fantastic club because they've got the money, they got the players. Like they're not going to lose a game to, you know. Nottingham Forest right. to win, you know, to and Nottingham Forest is going to like win a championship somehow. It's just that it doesn't work. Doesn't not, work that not way. Not ever going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, we're but with baseball and hockey, I feel like it's a little different. Like it's the team that's hot. Obviously, those are like those are series too, right? Right. NBA's a series sport as well, but football's not. It's no. one game, go home. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You have your division matchups. Yeah. And that's about it. The Mariners added a really important arm to their rotation in Luis Castillo. He went out there and just absolutely dealt the other day in his debut against the Yankees. Um, I think he struck out like eight or nine batters and went for like seven full innings. So gave us a lot of good, you know, time on the mound, which is awesome. The Twins made some moves. The Astros made some moves. Twins got Jorge Lopez, Tyler Maley, Michael Fulmer. Um, so they're making a splash to try to, you know, solidify their they're 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 the division uh leaders right now, so they have a spot. Okay. Uh but they're just trying to make sure that they're, you know, ready to go for starting to pull ahead. Playoffs. Maybe. And then the the Astros, I think, are really trying to just compete with the Yankees. Like, who's the best team in the American League? They added Trey Mancini and Christian Vasquez. Both guys will be like immediate impact players for him. 
Um, so some big moves, real big moves. I think the Padres, based on all that, had the arguably the biggest free you know trade deadline, yeah, trade deadline moves that will catapult them into a potential either National League division championship series. If they don't get that far, I'd be surprised. I, I just think that they have enough talent from a pitching standpoint, and now their lineup is just stacked from top to bottom. Right. So I, I think that they definitely came out the biggest winners when it came to the trade trade deadline. The Mariners, though, I think did, did what they were supposed to do. They added some depth in some positions. Getting Luis Castillo is going to really help their pitching, like pitching uh, staff, or at least the starting pitching staff uh, from top to bottom. And they're in a, you know, that that being said, the Mariners are definitely in going to, I think at this point, going to be a wild card team. Um, okay. They're, okay. If you look at the wild card standings, I believe they're second or third right now in the wild card standings. Yeah, second. So if the playoffs started tomorrow, it would end a 20 year drought. So let's just wow. put our glasses in the air and cheers to a hopeful playoff uh, run for. Seattle because it has been way too long but it's been exciting to watch this team and the greatest part about it is they're all young Mm. like they've got a pretty young team so this to me is like okay we're I think going to be good for a while as long as we keep you know keep the core together yeah Um, keep that core getting Luis Castillo was huge we had to give up you know probably more from the farm system than I would have liked to we gave up two of our top prospects in that both are shortstops oddly enough so it's kind of like ugh, you know but we also just signed jp crawford to a five-year extension this year and he's going to be the guy in seattle you know as long as we want him there and i don't see any reason to get rid of him and get, the guy's a gold glover he's so good defensively and equally as good offensively like he's he's a great shortstop and it's tough to see any one of those guys regardless of what like their prospect status says right. coming in and taking that job from him. Yeah. You almost have proven. to like, you almost have to change their position or convince those prospects. Hey, if you're going to be with this organization, you're not going to be a shortstop. We need you over here. Right. And some guys don't want to do that. You know, Yep, they can't sweet deal, man. Um, well that rounds out our MLB segment talked about goes. a lot, MMA, NFL, and now major league baseball. Let's circle back on Trust or Bust and then do a quick quick few questions of Trust or Bust. Let's do it. Trust or Bust. On episode 27, we asked the question, Alexander Volkanovsky will successfully defend his UFC featherweight title on April 9th. Corb, you trusted that. Uh, I busted it. You win. One. One nothing. One nothing. The Los Angeles Lakers will make the NBA playoffs. You busted that. For some reason, I trusted it. Yeah. Corb, 2 Do nothing. Know. The Seattle Mariners will win their <laughs> first two games of the regular season. Corbin busted it. I believe, I tr- and I trusted it, and I'm pretty sure we just have to go back to the first, go to their schedule and go to like the first two games, but I'm almost certain that they won the first two. I believe they started 2-0. and Six. Yeah, they won their first four. Let me go to the full, sorry. Dude, they won the first two and then lost four in a row. <laughs> Damn. I got you. You got me. 2-1. All righty. You want to read the next one? Brock Lesnar will defeat Roman Reigns in a title-for-title title match 
at WrestleMania 38. We both trusted. Uh, let's see here. Did not watch it, neither of us. Was WrestleMania correct? Yeah, 38. I think he lost. I think, I actually think, um, I think we both trusted, and I think we might have both got that right. 2022 results. We both trusted it, and we're both wrong. All right. Still 2-1. Still 2-1. 2-0, right? Um, Did I get well, one you right? Got one. I got, got one right. The, oh, uh, that Mariners, Mariners one. Yeah. Game. Got it. All right. Last one, though. Baby Sharp, Fletcher, will win, will weigh, will weigh in at more than seven pounds, 1.1 ounces. I said yay, you said nay. What was it? <laughs> it was seven. It was 7.14, so you win. Yeah, by 0.04 ounces. No, you got it by a lot. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. Seven pounds, 14 ounces. Yeah, saying? seven pound fourteen ounces. Dude, three to one. I freaking yeah. You cleaned it up, up, dude. I better, I better, I better do my homework on this one. All right. So All this right. segment's trust or, or this episode, episode twenty eight, mind the gap. Uh, trust mind or bust. First question. You want to hit us with it, Forbes? Drew Locke will start the first regular season game for the Seahawks. I'm gonna trust it. I'm gonna trust it too. I know we're supposed to like make this a competition, but I just think it's happening. All right, question number two. Marcin Tabura will hand Alexander Romanov his first professional loss at UFC 278. I should, I should look really fast at Marcin, Marcin's record for the last few fights, so then I can, then I can really tell you. I'm going to say bust off the top of, excuse me, off the top of my head, but I want to see his record real quick. Yeah, decision of Volkov, beat Walt Harris, KO Greg Hardy, decision, decision, oh man. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to say bust. Um, I'm going to bust it as well. All right. Yeah. I think Romanov's going to beat him. Bust. Romanov's undefeated, right? Yep. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't taking that zero. Question number three. Russell Wilson will throw an interception in his first game of the season, his return to Seattle. That's a great question. I'm going to say trust. Are we we just all the way the same? Uh, I'm going to trust it as well. (laughs) There will be one that we differ on, I'm sure. All right. The Mariners... Question number four here. The Mariners will win 17 games in August. There are a total of 27. I'm just going to bust this one. Just, I'm going to trust it. Yeah, there's the difference. I'm going to trust it. Okay. And question number five. College football is right around the corner, which we'll preview and talk about on our next episode. But the Washington State Cougars will defeat the Idaho Vandal- Vandals on September 3rd by at least 17 points. I'm going to trust it. I know nothing about the Vandals, but from that article you sent about the Cougs quarterbacking, <laughs> I'm all in. I'm, I'm trusting it as well. So the all one right. we, we differ on one question uh, <laughs> in this trust or bust segment, and it has to be with the Mariners. Of course. It always is. Yes. <laughs> That's the only thing consistent about this episode, this podcast. Good stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, so episode 29, uh, which will happen in September, probably right after the first week of the NFL season. That's a good, that's a good plan. And we'll, we will, uh, 
we will recap U- UFC 278 and during our MMA segment on episode 29. Uh, we'll talk some NFL and college football during that episode. We'll get into some NBA hoops as we get closer to the start of the regular season, um, which is, I believe, in October, unless they decided to move it up to September. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, and because we didn't get to cover it on this episode and a lot has happened, we're going to talk a little NHL hockey, specifically our Seattle Kraken and some of the huge moves that they made this offseason already to uh, bolster the attack and defense of their lines. So some stuff to look forward to on making the cut with Corbin Triv for episode 29. Yeah. Uh, the episode has not yet been named. We will come up with that uh, when we introduce it. Yeah. We, we got to enjoy the last little bit of summer until we start getting exactly. into the crazy exactly. early fall. Man, I'm glad we were able to do this. It had been way too long. Yeah. And it feels good to be back. It feels good to just, just walk through this stuff. As usual, the notes lead us along perfectly. You got to take a break once in a while. Totally. And we did. We had a healthy break and ready to hit, hit the ground running. Yeah. Moving forward. My hope is that we get at least uh, one episode out for the remaining part of this year each month. Possibly an extra one if we yeah, can. Yeah, we should make we, that a, a if goal. we can If we can get five out between now and the end of the year, including this one, so maybe four more September, October, November, December. Maybe one more, five more after, I guess, this one. That would yeah. be solid. And as summer slows down, I think that'll be a lot easier. Yeah, It's totally. just wild totally. in July and August. Yeah, the summer months, you got to take advantage of the good weather, get outside, be with the family, do some barbecue, and get up to the river, do some trips, all that good stuff. And that'll settle down as the weather kind of changes and we get into fall and the darker days. And um, yeah, just excited to be able to, talk sports with everyone if you guys have any suggestions hit us up on uh twitter uh and instagram yep. at making cuts yep make sure you sub if you haven't already sub you can do it through spotify you can do it through itunes yeah subscribe hit that subscribe button uh tune in if you have any like i said any suggestions let us know really appreciate all the love and support and you guys listening to us and yeah until next time we'll see you guys on the flip side Absolutely. Take care, y'all. Peace out, brother. Peace. Cheers.